When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, people, what is good? Welcome back to another episode of the Touchline Fracker Football Podcast. Um, I'm on hosting duties this week because there's no Mariah. In case you don't know who's speaking, it's Tapping Tobes here, um, part of NSO. If you ain't listened to our latest pod, go check that out with me and Yao. <laughs> um, I'm joined here by, um, uh, to be fair, I feel like you're quite a frequent co-host nowadays. Every time I'm here, you're here as well. Um, joined by Eli- Elijah. What's that? <laughs> That's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you saying, man? What's I'm good? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, you know what, yeah? I'm actually just really happy. I just, ha- I don't have to watch football anymore. <laughs> because last season was, a, was, a, was wow. There was the World Cup. There was, and also United played something like 120 games. Yeah. It was like every fucking three days, man. So it's just been nice, you know. <laughs> uh, there was that stretch last year, it, earlier on this year, where United, it was like you lot were playing like two I, games. I was hearing Ten Hag's voice every single day. Oh, my days. Uh, that was the good old days, man. The good old <laughs> days. Um, listen, we're, we're, we're here waiting on Seb, so he's going to be joining us shortly but um we thought we may as well kick things off um it's been it's been a really busy week um in the premier league as far as transfers are concerned man a lot of a lot of teams are making moves i can't even lie i'm not really i've not really paid attention to some of the the mid table or lower table sides it's, it's mad i say that because spurs basically were a mid table side last <laughs> season but uh, there's been a lot of activity um around the big six as well um i think there's no better place to start than the the title contenders last season. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, I think they're the ones that have been the biggest spenders so far. Kai Havertz confirmed this week for sixty-five million pounds. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Rice. Declan Rice closing in on a move for a hundred and five million pounds. Sterling, uh, Timber, deal close to being agreed in the region of around thirty-nine million pounds. Listen, Arsenal. Arsenal are blowing the bag, man. In fact, before we even get into this as well, uh, make sure you're involved in the conversation as well using the hashtag TouchlandFrackers on um, on Twitter as well. Make sure you you like, share and and follow us on all socials as well. Not too much though because Elon, Elon Musk <laughs> is moving mad with, with the rate limit. Yeah, yeah, we, so. saw, we saw it yesterday. He's fixed it, he's fixed it no, a little bro, bit. It's, it's back down again. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my days. This guy, he's fiddling with that app too much, man. It's pause. Doing... <laughs> wait, wait, why is that? This, yo, this pause pandemic. Bro. Is, I'm glad I'm on hosting duties this week because I want to address this. This pause pandemic is getting out of hand. Pause, pause, pause everything. I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. We are in a pause pandemic and it needs to stop. I'm going to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get back onto the football. Um, obviously, Arsenal, big spenders, man. That's, that's looking like what? 
that's looking like over 200 million pounds spent. Um, obviously, we're waiting on the rice and timber deals to be confirmed, um, which probably will be the case over the next couple of days. But once those deals are confirmed, that'll be over 200 million pounds spent and we haven't even hit the middle of July. So yeah. what are your thoughts on Arsenal's business so far? I mean, it's hard for me to judge because with Arsenal... Um, it's really hard. It's quite hard to forget that summer twenty twenty one, where I was looking at the signings, and it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And they all pretty much, well, they all didn't pretty much work out. But they were all you can you you could then see the process behind our Tete's thinking after like the first three or four months. Mm -hmm. So now um, he's, I feel I feel like now he's gotten enough. Um, he has enough clout just to say, I want to play for this reason, and then the club are just going to try their best to get him. So with Rice, um, people may or may not know, but I'm not his biggest fan. Um, you don't say? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not his biggest fan. I do feel like um, he's a bit overrated. But in terms of for Arsenal, um, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to playing for a big team and the pressures that come for being a defensive midfielder mm -hmm. for a, a big team because I feel like people don't really like for, like for example I, I'm not even saying that they're the exact same player but if you think of Schneidlin at Southampton and then the jump he, he, he made to United the glaring issues in his game became so apparent because being a defensive midfielder at a, a top club is totally different. Yeah. Like, and he looked, he looked amazing at Southampton. He was really yeah. good, man. Defensively, he was clean, on the ball, yeah. really good. Yeah. But then he comes to United and then just the levels are different. So, but of course, not the same player. I, I do feel like Rice defensively is amazing. Like, yeah. you cannot fault for him anything defensively. Yeah. Athletically as well, very good. He's also quite, a, he's also a very good ball ball carry as well yeah. and it's not like he doesn't lose the ball like I, like well, whenever I watch him there are situations where I'm thinking he's going to lose the ball and he usually comes out of it and it's not even a thing of like he's muscling people out he's actually using his feet quite quite well to get out to get out of tight situations but it's just um, having the whole get having the whole game in in front of you essentially with like a, with like a low block it will be Interesting to see how he deals with breaking lines. Then, um, yeah, so it'll be quite interesting. Um, so let's let's so let's stick on let's stick on Declan Rice for a second here, because obviously, uh, the price for me is. Listen, I rate Declan Rice a lot. I think he's a very good player, but the price is ludicrous, man. Like I, I can't believe that. Um, in fact, I can believe it to be fair because we've seen Enzo Fernandez for, um, for one hundred seven million. We've seen um, Jack Grealish. Uh, two years ago for 100 million. Um, I, I, I do think, obviously, Enzo was wildly overpriced and I felt Grealish was overpriced as well, but I, I felt like Jack Grealish, at least you could, he was coming off the back of his best ever campaign. He yeah. was, for me, he was a PFA player of the year contender. Yeah. Um, City played a bit, probably like 20 million more, but then I would have, then I would have thought he was valued at, but fair enough. Yeah. But with Declan Rice, I feel like, I feel like 105 million that's like elite money yeah. for a match winner. And Declan Rice could 
develop into a match winner for Arsenal in a different way. Mm. But however, he's not your orthodox yeah. match winner. And I, and I just feel like that money, 105 million. I mean, that is, that's crazy money, man. Do, do, you know, do you know what's so funny? I, I remember last year, because I, I, I was saying last year, um, where people were clamoring for, for, uh, for United to get Rice, I was saying, you can just go to France and get two many from f- f- from Monaco for like half the price that these guys are quoting. Turns out it's geek cost around 70, 80 million. Quite a lot of money. So like... A lot of money. So so like when I saw that and then with Enzo Fernandes as well, it's like, I feel like, of course, def- defence midfield is an in- integral per- p- position and it can really change your team. But yeah. at the end of the day, goals will win you games. And... I feel like that type of money should be reserved for the match winners. But then again, you see with these players like your Van Dykes, your Allisons, if they're if if they're a final piece for your team, you you can't put a, a price on that. Yeah. So for our Arteta, Rice to him is that final Number piece. One. So it's like fair enough. It is a lot of money and it is a lot of pressure. But he's not coming to man. He's not coming. He's not coming. He's not coming to, to Man United because if, if he was, I'll be really scared. Scared. Scared for him. Because yeah. He's going into a settled environment. Yeah. He's going yep. into a settled environment. Top. T- top manager. Like the like, it all seems good, and I feel like that's a very good place for him to go. Um, yeah. But it will be really interesting to see because um, I feel like um, Arteta looking at the team last season and saying midfield is where we need to strengthen a lot. I'm not surprised about, but it's just that he's really gone... Over and above yeah, to do it. Yeah, he's, he's made sure that they are yeah. settled in midfield, which is good. Uh, you know what? The thing is, the, the, uh, for me, I'll never get over the price. And it's not it's not a thing on Declan Rice. Yeah. I feel like there are just footballs going crazy now with some of the with some of the fees that are being that are being um, put on players' heads. Honestly, like I remember, we even spoke about Jao Felix, yeah. um, how he would someone to take him out of Atletico Madrid. You're gonna have to be paying 90, 100 million. Sorry, he's not worth that money. Yeah. So it's not a thing that's exclusive to Declan Rice. However, I am also of the opinion that um, when you are trying to be serious and you want to back your manager, you get your manager the first yeah. choice target. So. Irrespective of the, how much money Arsenal spent on all their targets, you have to give them credit yeah. because they Arteta said, "I want these players." Yeah. yeah, no more, no more alternatives. He had to settle for alternatives in yeah. January. The season before, he had basically no signing to come in in January when they were trying to push for top four. Yeah. They got so close to the title last year, and fair play to the Cronkies, fair play to Edu. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal's first choice targets: Havertz, Rice, Timber. In 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 early doors, even before, even before preseason yeah. starts. So, I think at the very least, you have to give you have to give Arsenal credit for that because that's what you call intent, right? Yeah. They they know how close they came last year, and they said, you know what, we need to we need to back this man, give him everything possible, and then at the very least, if it doesn't work out, we can say we've done we've done our best here, right? And, and you know what, I, I feel like. I feel like that's something Arsenal fans have had a problem with. I feel like, for example, in fifteen sixteen, when they ke- when they came off a good season, they just got they just got Sanchez, and then they had a stretch from like February where Ozil came back in. They had Carlos in midfield, and they finished the season really well. 
and they were like, we need to get a defensive mid- midfielder and, and we need a goalkeeper as well. So they got Czech, but then they didn't get that defense. They didn't get that def- defense mid- midfielder. Yeah. And then that season they finished second to Le- Leicester. Yeah. Now I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that a defensive midfielder could have changed everything. But if you look at that Leicester team, Kante came in and he done a lot for that Leicester team. So at the end of the day, what Arsenal have done is that they've basically put their manager in the best position and you know what as fans that's all you, you can yeah. ask from your from your owners Facts. so i mean fair play to them um what do you think of the habits still order because i so 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 before we get onto the habits still like just my last word on Declan Rice even though it's a bit of money i I have full confidence in, in him working out at, at Arsenal. I think it depends ultimately on what Arsenal are going for there, right? But I think I think whatever role he he plays in, I think at the very least, you'll see a minimum standard from Declan Rice that he won't drop below. Um, I think he's going to be a very good signing for them. However, let's talk on Kai Havertz. That's what you really call backing your manager because 65 million off the back of this particular season he had for Chelsea and off the back of his entire Chelsea stint to me is is bonkers. The thing is, I just... It's bonkers. I, I just didn't... Me. I didn't believe it. I When the news first came out, I just... I was thinking, that's just some pie-in-the-sky journalist bullshit. And then I see all things here and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I see the things that he's going to play as the left centre mid to replace Xhaka. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is... Really, what, really, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, and then when you when you look at obviously they're losing Jacker, so the, I think he's going to go to by Leverkusen. And I'm even hearing, I'm even hearing that they're trying to sell Thomas Partey this summer, which yeah. I think would be a massive mistake. It doesn't make sense to sell him. I feel like you add Rice to your Partey and Jorginho. Yeah. If anything, you should be looking to sell Jorginho. I mean, to be fair, I, I feel that <laughs> just because they got Jorginho would be quite hard to shift him. Uh, with 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 Partey, I feel like there there are other influences that play because even though he did end the season badly when he plays well Arsenal play well and that is as much as you can ask from your midfielder or any player really mm-hmm. um, but this is why the habits and rice thing is so interesting because like I said before like Partey and Jacques last season for the most part were really good I feel like like I think I said last season I, I felt like teams were focusing so much on how hard to stop your Odegaard, your Sackers, your Martinelli's and Jesus. They forgot about Jaka, and he was having the time of his life for like six months because he adapted to this new role where he was marauding it, it, into, into the, the box, box yeah. playing in in the final third and, st- and like starting in the second phase, whereas before he was more present in, in the first phase. So yeah. it was like, so so to, so for him to look at that and say we're gonna crash it all down and replace it, I mean it's a big risk because your your midfield is the cog of the team. So I mean replacing it so so suddenly and then with two pieces who are quite different to what you had before. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a risk. It's, it is a big risk, but I, I feel like Arte Arte has been there long enough where in training he's probably been per preparing for 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 this for a while now so yeah i do f- feel like it will be more seamless than than people think but i mean Havertz as a centre midfielder um 
I, I just want to see it. The thing is, I want to see how it works with Odegaard between the two in terms of who will be deeper. I think it'll be Odegaard, which, yeah. but then I also feel like, <laughs> I think it'll be Odegaard who'll be deeper, right? Um, but I also feel like, yeah. You don't want him too... I know he's good He's good at controlling. You don't want him too deep. This exactly. is a guy who scored 15 goals last season. When he gets the ball at the edge of the area, he's cash money, right? Yeah. And you want him in and around the, the opposition's box, finding those passes. And it's not to say... We don't know. We don't know how Arteta's going to line up, but you just imagine someone like Kai Havertz, he can't do what Odegaard does. So he can't be the one to, to, to drop deeper and make things happen. I feel like in that team, he's going to be the one who's trusted to 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 be a, an upgrade on Xhaka in terms of the yeah. the offensive qualities that he that he brought as well, man. But I, so like, oh, we we all know on the ball like them two are going to be high with with the way Arsenal play. It's just off the ball which I'm thinking of because I feel like when Arsenal didn't have the ball last season, they set up in like pretty much a four four two. So it was like, how are they going? Gonna, how how are they going to set up this season? Are they going to go to like a four Four three three without the ball, so they have Rice just just sitting in, in, in between them. So mm-hmm. th- that's gonna be that's gonna be more interesting because I'm thinking if you have Havertz and Odegaard in those spaces, that's a lot of work for Rice. Um, uh, but to be fair, out if there's anyone who defensively and physically could deal with it, that Rice is he's a monster, man. Yeah, defensively, Rice, he's Rice, an absolute monster. Defensively, Rice can definitely deal, deal with it. So. Yeah. Um, it will actually just be really interesting to see because... But um, even that, though, there's talk of, of him playing left eight, right? Who, Rice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, I mean, you, you're just giving more solutions to your manager. So maybe if part, if a party doesn't grow in a game where um, they need to be more more solid, for example, uh, Man City away, they can go Rice and par party, but mm-hmm. if they're facing, like, Bournemouth at home, they can go rice and then ha- have us an old guard, but he's paying sixty five billion for essentially a rotation a piece that may drop in and out. Listen, that's backing your manager, man. If you want to, if you want to bridge, uh, listen. I, I don't rate him, and I, I think they should have spent that money. They should have spent that money on a different player. But I think the very essence of the signing, bringing in someone for sixty five million pounds, right, to strengthen your your midfield, it's it's a move a midfield that actually worked well last season. Yeah. It's a move that Man City would make. Man yeah. City won the league and they said, you know what, we're going to take Aston Villa's best player, yeah. add it to our team. Even though we've got Sterling, we've got Foden. That's who you're up against, right? To, <laughs> to, be, to, to beat the best, you have to be the best. And to be the best, you have to have the best squad. Yeah. Let's be real. So um, I get the intention. Again, I get the intention behind Arsenal's board. I just think Kai Havertz as a player, man. I don't know. I'm I, sorry. Yeah. He's, I'm not convinced, man. He is, I'm not convinced. He's been very unimpressive in his stint in England. And even when I watched what I saw in Germany, I wasn't impressed at all. Um, and I was, I mean, to, to be fair, to go below the estimations I had of him <laughs> after I watched him shows, shows how, how, how bad he's been. I mean, I, I feel like... I feel like some, <laughs> some Chelsea fans really sugarcoat the fact that he's just been shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they put it on everything. Oh, Lampard. Oh, he Lampard no. was a bad manager. Yeah. Oh, the teams in this this that the third. He's played in so many positions. Yes, he has. Yeah, like he has. I mean, you're right. There's a reason why. Like <laughs> there's a reason why. Like 
managers are finding it difficult to coach something out of him in us in every single position. And look, I'm not a body language kind of guy, but I feel like to play at the speed he plays at, you need to be supreme quality. Like, for example, for example, someone like a Berbatov, my main gripe with him is that even though technically he, he was great, his his effect his effectiveness wasn't there hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And that and, and, and Berbatov te- technically is light years away from from, from, from Havertz. And even me, I I I I didn't think he was able to play at that slow pace for for the demands I expect of him. Yeah. And that's my biggest problem with Havertz. I just feel like he is he is a player where you can see good attributes, but it's like, what's it for? And yep. that's just, that's one of the most annoying things because it's like you have everything and you don't even have, not, not even like the in- intelligence, just, you just, you, there's just so, so much nothingness to his game. I agree. It just really so ineffective. gets me angry. But, Arteta has probably seen those attributes and said, you know what, I can coach something out of that. And you have to really respect that as a manager. But yeah, I mean, the guy to me is not good. He might he might be effective for Arsenal, but who the fuck cares? Uh, um, you know, I feel like Arteta has developed this sort of wish aid character. Like he's <laughs> he's he's the Premier League's wish aid for players who have either lost their way or players who aren't that rated yeah. and they come to him. So so the, the touchy gunners like they've got their they've got their their term, the R A R P up, our Teta refinement package, right? So I feel like I feel like those who are who are positive on the Havertz signing, they're banking. They're, they're banking on Arteta basically getting some of those attributes you mentioned. Because listen as much as I criticise him, I don't think he's an awful player, but relative to what he was bought for at Chelsea and how he's performed, he has been trash. He's just been... That's the problem. He's just been really shit. But and the bus potential, I think the bus potential for this is high, man. Like, yeah. I feel like he can... Yeah, like, you could see a world where Arteta could get something out of it, but but for me, that's not as likely as him just underperforming. Yeah. But it's interesting you said that about Arteta. Uh, Arteta because I remember um, the team that um, Clough built for not Nottingham Forest. He said that he w- he looked for players that were down on their luck, mm-hmm. and because 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 he said they would be under he, they would be undervalued by their current club, and he knew he was a good enough manager to get the most out of them. So he said he would try to find players that had drinking problems and stuff like that and then bring them in, sort them out and then they were able to go 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 to me and stuff like that. So 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 I feel like Arta is doing a pretty is doing a, a pretty similar thing. So he's kind of done it with with um Ramsdale, Zinchenko, Zinchenko, Jesus and and such. So has he done it with Jesus? <laughs> it's still the same Jesus to me. He's a good player, but he's still. No, but do you know what? It's so funny because I because I, I remember saying last season, like during the summer, fifty million is a lot for a striker that's not gonna guarantee you goals. And a season later, Arsenal fans are looking at buying a striker, which is crazy 
just crazy to me. But I mean, fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah, and to be fair, there's not much to say about um, Timber. I feel like he's just a good signing, probably a, a rotation piece. Yeah. Good I- price, centre back, right back, good technically, but he is so trash in the air. He is unbelievably <laughs> bad. I saw Salah beat him to a header, like proper bullied him to a header. I said, yeah, wow. I was I saw him in the World Cup at centre back and he stepped in and he looked better than Van um Delict yeah. initially, right? But there's just uh, there was some games that I just I just wasn't sure on him. But to be fair, I've seen the tapes. I've seen the tapes of what he can do yeah. in on the ball, and I think that's what he's being bought yeah, for yeah. in that in that inverted right back role. And I think obviously he has his strengths and he's weak. You take the good with the bad. It's the yeah. same with Zinchenko. Yeah. I don't think he's good defending at all, but you no. you saw the impact he had with Arsenal on the ball last season. So for me, I feel like Arsenal are putting themselves in a position where they don't have to rely on, they don't have to rely on players like Rob Holden next yeah. season, right? Yeah. If Tommy Asu's injured, you've still got Ben White there at right back. If Saliba's injured, Ben White moves into centre back, you've got Timber who comes in at right back. If you want to have more dominance in a game of football, you can have Zinchenko and Timber both inverting. So I feel like, I feel like one thing that annoys me is how versatile their defence is. Like, <laughs> it, it, it really does. You've got two different type of left backs, two different type of right backs. You've got two titans in the back and you've even got Ben White who's who's obviously who's obviously shown that he's good enough to play certain back there mm-hmm. and then you've even got this I don't really know much about him um, what's the Kiwi the, Kiwi or yeah <laughs> he, he stepped in he looked alright yeah. so like for, as far as I'm concerned that eradicates Rob Holding yeah. in, in this squad I think he'll probably be moved on in he, the summer he it's going to be nine, nine months time and then the, these guys somehow <laughs> putting oh, back Holden's to gonna be gonna <laughs> come back, and I'm gonna be back on my bullshit because that was the time of my life. Oh, it's brilliant. Those Holden's fault. Those four <laughs> games, yeah, it was amazing. It was so funny. It was so easy to wind up. Yeah. It was. Oh, I love them. Man. They dropped him for Brighton. They got slapped three 0 Holden's fault. It's Holden. <laughs> But in it, let's oh. let's um let's move on from Arsenal. That was quite a lot of chat on Arsenal. Um, yeah. But in 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 summary, they're having a really good window so yep. far. Um, overpriced window, but really good in terms of what the manager wants, right? So let's move on to um, news that's actually fresh up the press as well. So Liverpool have just announced the signing of Dominic Sabozlia or Sabozla? Yeah. Sabozla, yeah. yeah, for um seventy million euros. So they've paid his release clause. And I think that is what their second, the second sign in the summer alongside McAllister. So I want to give Liverpool some credit here because everyone saw that their midfield and the defence was a massive, massive concern. Already before mid-July, they've signed two midfielders who are likely to be starters this upcoming season. Um, But... What's your thoughts on their window so far? Because I don't really... So Bosley, like, yeah. I know that he's meant to be good. I've seen clips of him, but, you know, like, I don't watch him week in, week out. All I know is he's got a mad long shot. Like, what can we expect from him I mean, for Liverpool? I've not watched an incredible amount of him. Of, of, of him. Um, but he is okay, I guess. Like, he's just... Like, he's... 
from Deadpool's situation, it's really good. Like, like, like I said, he's got a really good long range shot. Um, but yeah, he looks. He's whenever I seen him, he looks quite uh, erratic with his passing. Um, yeah, he's a very he's a he's a very high risk player, and I'm just oh when I saw that sign, and I'm just thinking they're trying to kill Fabinho because there's there, there's no other thing I can think of because putting old man Logan for, for Fabinho in midfield with with McAllister and Sabozlai is just asking for the guy to die. Like, I am worried about that man's health and I'm not even joking because last season he looked on his last legs mm. and then if they're going into the next season with that, I mean, maybe they continue with the Trent thing so it can it helps help him, him a bit yeah. but you're bringing in another guy who can't defend so so because obviously Jurgen Klopp's preferred um, styles four three three, and to be honest before we even get onto how it will work again it seems like these these managers for, for the most part they're getting what they wanted he wanted McAllister got him in early doors they wanted to buzz lie they paid the release clause like fair straight they didn't have didn't haggle over price paid the, the release clause straight and and they got their man so again you have to give a little bit of credit for to, to um fsg so far for backing Jurgen Klopp. but my concern with liverpool like you said um is as good as these two players are neither you would say are 10 10 defensively i think McAllister is definitely the better of the two of tenacious of course but he's not a dm Let's yeah. be real. He can. He's he's he, he's been brought to increase the technical the technical level of mid Liverpool's midfield in possession. Right. Um, I'm looking at the defensive aspect. Still waiting on that sort of dominant defensive midfielder, in my opinion, yeah. to sort of push Fabinho to the bench. And I feel like they need a centre back. They absolutely need a centre back this summer. Um, do you feel like the business they've done gives you vibes that they're going to be challenging Man City for the title next season. Do you know what it is about Liverpool? It's just that they had a really bad season, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like if everyone starts to perform as they should, they get top, top four. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not looking past them for top four. Yeah. I'm talking title. Title um, is a bit different. Um, I, the thing, the weird thing about Liverpool is that they have a good collection of attackers. It's just put. It's just putting it together mm -hmm. that is that I, I'm wondering about because I'm sorry that Nunes guy. I don't see it. I, I don't rate him. Um, and I feel like Gakpo. He he's been better than I expected, but that's because he's been playing. He's been playing as the number nine. The fourth so, nine, yeah. I mean, yeah, like Liverpool, their team. Doesn't it shouldn't work, but for 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 the most part of the last five years it has. So maybe Klopp is just upgrading um in terms of what they need. And to to be fair, um maybe they they're just changing it a bit because now if they do continue with Trent inverting um with so Bosler, I guess it makes a bit more sense because you have another attacker rather than the usual five five attack. With, with the fullbacks, mm -hmm. then they have they had the three. Now they have sorts of buzz like who will join attacks more, get yeah. in the box more. A lot of work for Konate though on that side, and he's injury. Like that, that that's what I'm saying. Like he's just, it's a lot of work. He's injury prone, and the backups Gomez, Matip. 
Yeah, and also Van Disney is just. <laughs> Listen, like like you said though, um, the one thing that I have to remind myself amongst all the criticism I give Liverpool is they actually do have some very good players, yeah. and they showed towards the end of last season. Even though I wasn't convinced in the performances, mm-hmm. they had the capacity to win games, and they've got an they've got an elite coach, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. They're never as much. You can never fully discount until you see it yeah. you can never fully discount them but i still feel like i need to i'm reserving judgment on on whether i feel like liverpool are going to be in the mix until i see how their window finishes right yeah. because it started well but based off what i saw last season they need more they need they need i feel like at least at least two to three more players i feel like they need yeah um yeah i do feel like they need more <laughs> Um, but the thing is with Liverpool is that the area that they need to improve is their midfield. But they have a lot of midfielders, man. They do. They do. I, I just, like, like this is this goes back to um, to Peter the, yeah, a couple of weeks back in there, and we were asking him. We were asking him. He said, "Bros, who's who? Tiago, year left in his deal, right? She's staying. He's, she's Fabinho, we've spoken about yeah. already." Bajetic, that he said is coming through the ranks. Harvey Elliott is there as well. Jones. Um, Curtis Jones, who experienced some sort of renaissance last year. So yeah. he looks like he can be a rotation piece in the um, less central midfield role then, as well. So then, then you've got Henderson as well. Yep. And you've got to remember, Milner, Chamberlain and Kaita have left. Left, bro. They have six and they've added two. They have eight midfielders and they are still looking to improve it. Do you know how weird that is? It's nuts. Like, Someone's got to go. But for some reason, whenever we ask this question, some men are shy. Right, I know. I know the ones who, if I if I ask Fahi, for instance, he'll be clear. Oh yeah, he'll be clear cut, and he'll tell you straight. Fahi glam. <laughs> They'll tell you straight. So but when sick. you ask, when you ask your, um, when you ask your Mikes, when your, you ask your Peters, he's diplomatic. Bruh. Bruh. Oh, makes me sick. Bruh. Just throw your team under bus like everyone wants, man. Bruh. I, yeah, but <laughs> I just feel like with with Liverpool, interesting business. I'll call it interesting yeah. so far. It's not bad, but it's just interesting. I think. They, at the very least, it looks like they've not added like a player who's well below the standard, but mm-hmm. based off like ratings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it just we just need to see how Jurgen Klopp utilizes these players. Yeah. But um, on from Liverpool and and onto onto your club, man, Jesus. Man United. Uh, <laughs> Mason Mount is imminent, man. Um, sixty sixty million pounds deal with five million in add-ons. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason Mount deals to be announced probably in the next couple of days. Uh, talk to me, man. Um, for, for, first of all, um, <laughs> they try to praise Myrtle for making the add-ons difficult to, to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to praise <laughs> praise a man because he made <laughs> he made a deal that, that that would go from fifty five million to sixty million. For a year, for a player with a year left left in his contract, difficult to achieve. Fucking bozos. But <laughs> I mean, the Mount signing it's enough. It's the the way midfields are being set up these days with these offensive players as eights. It's really strange because we've spoken about ha- Havertz, we've spoken about Sobosly and McAllister. Then we've gone on to United. We're gonna have Mount, Bruno, and Casemiro, and. I understand it to an extent in terms of the way that we have we, we have played at times with our right back inverting and making the underlap and run so we can have those two eights high. Um, but 
Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Mount. I feel like he has one very good thing for him and it's just that he takes the ball on the half turn very well. I think he's a good ball striker as well. Yeah, he's he's good at set pieces. We do need that since Ericsson's not gonna play, but I mean I was looking all I was looking forward all year to not seeing Ericsson start and this is what I get. Some might call it karma. <laughs> I mean I I call it a, a sick joke. So what do you say to the to cause I've heard because I think with with Mason Mount, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not sure where you stand on him in general, but I feel like he's a good player. However, he's not the player that Man United needed in that midfield. And when you look at the money involved, yeah. and again, when we talk about crazy fees, £60 million for Mason Mount with 12 months left in his deal is absolutely insane. It's, it's, it is absolutely insane. He's not even... I, I would say he's... He might just about be worth fifty-five million with five years with five years left, and he's still let alone. Oh no! Do you know what, bro? Is he? It's literally because he is English, and that's it. I I tell you now, if we go and get a a Mason Mount type of player, same same quality, same profile, same everything, from fucking Ajax or from Inter Milan or from Sport Sporting, he's half the price, and. For me, I, 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 in my head, I cannot justify that markup on a player simply because he's English. And I understand with the home grow, mm-hmm. with the home homegrown rules, and the players that we are looking to sell, a lot of them are from our homegrown criteria. But brother, I mean, it's just it's. I can't like. I've been tr- the thing is. <laughs> I've been trying to think for weeks about trying to justify it to myself, mm. and I, and I'm finding it difficult. But I guess what Ten Hag wants in the midfield is he just wants um, transition, basically. And I'm, to be fair, I'm not that surprised because if, if you look at the Ajax team that got to the semi final, it was um, Sean, De Jong, and. Van der Beek. It's yeah. a very transition-based mid, 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 midfield, and then he had um, Blind at left back and Derlit, and then Mamazo Rawi. So no, so it's though so so he had Blind at centre back with the the lip, then Tagliafico and Mamazo right, Rawi. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I feel like he's trying to build something s- similar here. Mm-hmm. But my God, miss amount. Ah, uh, it's. I mean, I think I said it earlier that. That Liverpool United game, the, with the midfield we have, that's going to be a war of attrition. That's just going to be <laughs> a disgusting game of football to watch. I, I'm not. Yeah, the thing is, I, I, I keep trying to justify it and I can't. Um, well, to me anyway, the thing is, it, it might work in terms of we actually because he brings legs to your midfield. Exactly. So yeah. I, I feel like with that, we're going to be able to press better. And, that's what I'm saying with transition, not just offensive transition, defensive transition. Law. Mm-hmm. If you have Casemiro, Mount, and Bruno constantly winning back back the ball, then you're less you're you're gonna have more of the ball, which yeah. I understand. But I I want someone in the midfield who doesn't play football like they're playing with a ticking time bomb. That's all I want. <laughs> just that's, a bit more care, calmness, and that like that's just all I want. But I mean, yeah, it's 
it's just yeah. I feel like I feel like the when I look at Man United's midfield from the outside looking in, right? I can't. So you're starting midfield free. I can't call any of them shit players. Even Bruno, that you guys, I don't think he's a shit player. I know he has shit tendencies, but I don't think he's a shit player. He was right? very good. In the, yeah. Last so um, I, I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's a good player. I think Mount is a good player. I think Casemiro for me is the best. Is the best of the lot. But when I look at your midfield. They all have the tendency to do to do um, DoorDash with the ball every single time they want to play like Casemiro. Like kudos to him. Sometimes when it comes off, it comes off great. Yeah. He plays the first time pass, but I feel like your midfield are lacking players who just keep or are a bit or able to sort of keep the ball under pressure, yeah. assess their options, and play a play a sort of high percentage game. Yeah. Do you get what do, I'm saying? Do you know what? Do you know what's so funny? The, the funniest thing about Mount is one of his biggest, well, one of the biggest criticism I have had for him is that if there's any time that there's time to play a through ball, simple through ball, he will never play it, you know? He will always, he will always turn it down. And the fact that even when, even him doing that, because he's actually quite risk averse at times, like he's more risk averse with his shooting than, than uh, I mean, no, he, he's, 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 less more, he's, he's less risk averse. He's less risk averse. We've been shooting, shooting more, more so than, than his passing. Yeah. So it's like, but even then, he's just very, he's a very, he's just a very low percentage player. And like Casemiro said, he's a, since he's come to United, he's just been low. He, he just wants the ball to fuck up. And I, I, I respect him for it because this guy had five times league and he said, you know what? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'm come, come to United to ball. And you know what? For the most part, uh, I know he has his critics, Desu. Um, but yeah, like he's he's been amazing. But that midfield, I come back to it again. It it's gonna rely a lot on our back five to yeah, yeah. dig us out, which brings us onto oh no no and yeah uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like obviously we have to talk about the the hair situation because that was I don't even know what happened there. I, I literally saw it on the news when I landed. And I was thinking, what is going on here? Like, and he had a wedding this week as well. Like, you guys, you guys are heartless, man. Do you know what? You guys are heartless. Do you know bro. what? I think I think um, I tweeted like four like four months ago saying I really hope that United are leading the Hay along and we just leave him without a club. And we actually done it. We actually done it. Look at this. Look at the joy oh in your. My <laughs> look God. at the joy in your voice. This is you're evil. Oh you're my evil, God! Bro. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> when the, I can't lie, there was not a United fan that was not counting down to July first. Do, you know do you know how mad that is? I've I've never seen someone <laughs> count down to someone losing their job. Do you know how crazy that is? I saw the the tweets as well. People are doing like six days, <laughs> five days, and they're showing clips bro, of him of his, bro. of his mistakes. Somebody put somebody posted an hour and ten minute no, in fact an hour twenty minute clip on Twitter of mistakes. Someone made a film. Someone legit <laughs> made a film. Oh, bro. <laughs> ah my days but the thing is you can't even celebrate too much because I feel like somehow he's going to get a new new deal I hope not why I thought I thought that was it for the hair no 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 we're, we're, we're basically telling him um, basically we're basically telling him to hold on just in case we, we, we don't get a keeper so if we don't get a keeper then we'll let him sign the co contract in it. if we do then but why would he accept that though hmm? doesn't does he not feel disrespected by that 
there's a reason why he's hanging on because he has no other offers. His only other offer is to go to Saudi, bro. This guy is in the mud. He's in the mud. Like, people do not realise this guy has been horrendous. As soon, from the 2018 World Cup, as soon as he made that m m mistake, he had legitimate, legitimately been one of the worst keepers all round in the world. Yeah, he's been awful. Absolutely. He's been awful, bro. Absolutely awful. And you know what? This has come from one... You know what? Do, 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 do what's really funny about the hair is that People are seeing all these mistakes from years ago. I don't like. I can't believe. I don't. I don't remember this. Or I can't. I'm like. I remember it, but I was thinking he's young. This guy will grow out of it, and we are gonna see an amazing keeper. And for a stint, he was so. He was amazing, yeah. So, of course, people go about it. The problem is, is that he has been shit for the last five years. He was not good for his first two years, and then he had a great three or four years in the middle. Brother, that is crazy. And, that, when, and when you look at how much he's earning as well, he was earning 300. You lot made him your highest. The thing is, I was all for Man United keeping the hell, man, at, at the time when he needed to sign a new deal, but 375 so, million. No, go on. I mean, 375k a week. But, mad. But do you actually know what it was? So, you, so back then, um, Marshall got 250k, Rashford got 200k. Rashford was what? 21. Marshall was what 22, 23. The reason why is because they were coming up to the to, to the last years in the contract, yeah. and they were unhappy from the Mourinho situation, and they knew that if we lost, if 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 we lost Marshall at that point, if we lost Rashford at that point, if, if we mm. lost the hair at that point, it would be horrendous for the club. So they said, you know what, we are we are going to give you what we we are going to give you enough to make you stay. And that's essentially what, what we've done. And we, but that was the second time we, we, we've done that for the hair. Because even, even before, he upgraded from 250 to 375. And this is 375 back, back before like 300K was a normal thing. Yeah. This was top, he was legit the highest paid player in the league for like a season or two. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, but I mean. That's your club, man. That's your club. And before we, obviously, we'll keep tabs on that, the hair situation, because that one is, that one is mad. But obviously, the reason why you're willing to let the hair go is because obviously you guys are finally starting to look a bit serious um, at your goalkeeping options. Yep. And you're going in for, or you, you you want to go in for Andre Onana as well. Yep. Obviously, Inter Milan under, under huge pressure to, to sell some of their yep. best assets as per um, but they're not going to let their players go on the cheap. Yeah. And I feel like Onana, whether people can talk about some Bozo Gene, et cetera, et cetera, for me, that guy's a top goalkeeper. And I feel like, yeah, you might not agree, but I feel like at the very least, his Champions League performances has basically said, you know what? If you want this guy, you have to pay top top whack. I think, I think he's all right. I think that, the, the thing is... I think he's very good, man. For me... Obviously, on the ball, the guy's absolutely insane. And I mean that both in a good and bad sense. But in terms of goalkeeping, he's okay at dealing with crosses. He's much taller than I thought, than I thought he was before. I don't know what was that. He's at. massive. Yeah, but at, at Ajax, he looked really, like, not like small, but he just didn't look 
like it had it much commanding presence. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, he he's he, he's good at, at, at dealing with balls in the air. His shot stopping is okay. He's got a, te- a tendency to parry, which is a really bad habit to have. And yeah, um, that's something that we may need to watch. Um, but yeah, and to be fair, to be fair, he's he's sweeping. Um, last season it wasn't that much, but I I feel that that's just because of the way into Milan play into play. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, I mean, it'll, it'll be hard now not to find the upgrade on the head. To be honest, <laughs> he's, he's he's been that poor. It's um, so so obviously, you guys have been talking about getting the hair out, but um, on another side, are there any other goalkeepers you're looking at? Um. um I was looking at um Marmadash really from the, the, from Valencia. Valencia. Uh, um, we we've been linked to him a couple yeah. of times. Oh, is is he actually the real deal? Because I've never watched him play. Do, do you know what the craziest thing about about him is? Yeah. So basically, he does this thing where so he's huge, he's tall, yeah. yeah. And with with really tall goalkeepers like that who are lanky, um, they have they have a tendency to let um um low shots could go in so because of that he has this tendency to really crouch down quite low and it it, it may seem that if you go high uh, against him and try to, to roof it you, you you can actually get in his reflexes are absolutely insane really it is insane he's like a cat it is absolutely insane um but and also coming for crosses he easily plucks them out of the air, um, sweeping, not been able to see it as much because of the way that Valencia play as well. And they they, they were fighting with relegation for most of the season, so they were in quite a deep block. Um, the, his biggest problem is that on the ball, he's not great. So I feel like that will hold them back a, a lot. But in terms of actual goalkeeping, he, I, I actually see real per, potential there. Um, so you're linked to Kevin Trapp? Kevin, he's no. <laughs> he stinks, man. No, he's, he's he stinks. He is trash, absolutely trash. Um, and the other one was um Manyard, but you can't afford him. Yeah, you I, can't afford him. He is just a top. He's just he's Im- he's immense. He's a top. He's, he's a top goalkeeper. He's um for me, he's one of the best goalkeepers on the planet, yeah, yeah. man. Like and, easy, easy. And it's quite injury problems with him though. I think injury problems and price with him. Yeah, I feel like it's quite insane that Milan went able to get him when we did because I was because I was saying then just go get Mavanyon he cost like 60 million we were linked to him as well yeah that's and just we... a top goalkeeper just, just go get him <sighs> anyone um, who comes in to get him now you you, you yeah. can't be offering them anything less than like 60 to 70 yeah. million pounds yeah but I, I do feel like France have a few decent goalkeepers and the only trash one is that one from Leeds um listen um we'll, we'll obviously again man united we're gonna keep tabs yeah. on you we're waiting on that mason mountain announcement no we're not yes we are <laughs> no, yes we not. are um, Musk, keep to keep to it down <laughs> but let's um let's actually talk about um i may as well just combine this with with us in newcastle mm. as well right because i feel like we've both spurs and newcastle have obviously their biggest purchases have been in the midfield yep. newcastle obviously um, closing on a deal for Tenali for 70 million euros yeah. and then us signing James Madison for 40 million pounds plus add-ons yeah. who Newcastle were linked with, linked with in the summer, man. Um, I'm sorry, I feel like I can't stop. The thing is, 
every time I think of this Madison deal, I smile because I feel like we've actually bagged ourselves a, fanta a fantastic yeah. player. But then I, I have to turn that smile into a frown because I'm like, <laughs> I just look at the rest of our team. I look at the rest of our team and what's to be done. I'm like, okay, yeah, um, the happiness is, is, is short lived. But I want to hear an outside in perspective. How do you feel like um, James Madison will, will, will perform for Spurs under Ange? You've just needed him for like three seasons now. You've needed someone like him for like three seasons now. Agreed. Um, I feel like he will just bring the te the technical level of the midfield all the way up because Jesus Christ, for <laughs> I, I really hated we watching Spurs because your Bro. midfield was fucked. You know yeah. Pyre mesh midfield. The Bebenton court was just he he's like manna in the desert in in that midfield because technically. I've all, I've always loved him, but on the ball, like his ball retention, his passing, it's just everything's done so nicely and crisp. I know what with Basuma as well, he is good technically in terms terms of his ball retention, but yeah. his passing is absolutely trash, and it's always been so bad. But when he's able to abs to actually carry the ball and his ball retention, he's actually really good. So I feel like them as a duo. W w would be really good, but last season Conte was under madness. With the crazy, crazy. Bro, when I saw Basuma holding for Skip to make third man runs, I said, Yeah, this has to be racist. Mental. It, ha it has mental, to be racist. Mental, bro. Mental. Oh, Absolutely mental. God. Yeah, because I, I think that was the Newcastle. Or the Newcastle <laughs> he had game. Skip playing as a as a right eight, basically. Oh, said, it was head, Newcastle. My head was gone. My head was <laughs> God, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I mean, like Madison, he will, he he will give you goals from midfield, which you've basically been missing since the downturn of Ali, and then you lost Ericsson as well. Um, he's great technically, um, passing his first touch. Um, his ball, like the 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 only thing is that he doesn't. He's not a great um, ball carrier over long distances, but. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think we need him to do that. Yeah, you don't, don't really need that. If the midfield is functional, yeah. if we if the base is functional, obviously annoying for us. Benton cause obviously yeah. had that knee injury, so he's not going to be back to the start of the season. So yeah. this, I've seen so many Spurs fans put up the graphic of oh my god, imagine this midfield it will cook it will cook. It's not going to happen the first yeah. for the first at least two months of the season because yeah. Benton is injured, and even when he comes back, we don't know how he's yeah. how he's going to be off the back of that that knee injury, right? So. Um, Basuma absolutely needs to be a starter. Yeah. Obviously, James Madison, I think you're right. I think he definitely... Bro, I've been singing this guy's praises ever since he's come to the Premier League. Yeah. And I've wanted a player of this calibre at Tottenham for years. I've always been saying, let's get some creative midfielders. Let's get creative midfielders. I've been screaming this on NSO. I've been screaming this for years. I said, let's get some creative midfielders. The only creative midfielder that Spurs have signed in the last three, four years is Ndombele. And he can't... He can't last in games. Not he can't fault his talent, but he just can't last. Just not robust enough off the ball. So I just feel like James Madison, he's perfect for what we're looking for. Yep. Someone to actually play in between the lines and kill the opposition. Like we finally have a midfielder now that the opposition knows we have to, we have to stick to this guy yeah. because he's going to hurt us. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. So I feel like you're, you're, Midfield is good. Um, your your back line is just. Do you know what? I saw someone put up their, their obviously their their star at eleven, and I saw Destiny and Pedro 
Poro in a flat back four and I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop because if them two play in a back four together, you would need Jesus Christ himself at centre back because them man will fly forward and they're not coming back. They the, are not coming back, bro. The thing is, they're, they're obviously they're both traditionally like wing backs, right? But again, I'm reserving judgment on on um, how it's gonna work, right? Because I think they 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 have to be our starters next season, this upcoming season. They have to because Sessignon is shit. Emerson Royale can defend, but he can't. He's not an attacker. Yeah, I've I've just about come to terms with yeah, keep, yeah. with keeping Emerson. <laughs> I've been I've been pummeled into submission. Right, pause, 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 big pause, big pause, <laughs> big pause. But I've I've had to come to accept that he. He needs to be kept into our in, in our squad for the greater good simply because he's one of the few players in our team that can actually defend. But they're gonna have to be our starting fullbacks. And I feel like I need to, it's gonna be interesting to see how Ange makes it work because they both obviously in their respective clubs before Spurs, they were offensive, they were offensive weapons. So I don't know whether it's a case of one is gonna hang out wide and one inverts. Brother. Is it a case of both gonna Brother. gonna bump forward? And I'm one of the eight sticks back. I don't Come know. Back down to earth. If I don't them, know. If them two are your fullbacks, <laughs> we'll see, man. Listen, brother. we'll see. They're young enough that you can mold them. Uh, I don't know about that, bro. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll see. I think the most. I think the most important thing for us is centre backs. And even before we get onto, even before we talk fully on Tottenham, I want to quickly just pivot over to Newcastle as well because yeah. this 70 million euro deal for Tonali, I feel like it's. Tonali's he's, he's good, but I feel like it's quite a lot of money for Tonali. It is quite a lot of money, but I really like Tonali. I've always liked like Tonali. I feel like um, the move to Milan hasn't quite worked out as well as people thought, but he's still he's still a really good player. Um, I, I was watching him the other day um, in the under twenty one tournament, and he for me was. He was really good. Um, he he's he's not the player that people expected him to be. Essentially, because he had long hair, he played for Brescia as a deep line playmaker. They said this guy is, is the new Perlo. He's not. He's not. He's not like Perlo. He's more of a combined midfielder, but he's got good quality on the ball. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a good signing. Um. The only problem I have with it is that I really wanted them to get uh, to get Gimares out of the six, and that's not gonna happen now. Um, there, so it's, so it's pretty much gonna be. So what you prefer him as a as an eight, yeah, basically? Yeah. For for me, he's bad as an eight, but apparently, um, there's there was a whole article on that athletic which, which was saying that he's not played as well in the eight as he has in the six, and I'm and I'm just thinking, yeah, fair enough, but you're. That's a small sample size for them. Anyway, I, f I feel like he's a really good um, midfielder. Or once he gets into those more forward positions. Yeah. Um. So that's the only problem I have with it. But yeah. Man. Does that mid? So looking at Newcastle now, their midfield they got Tonali, Gumaresh, Joe Linton, Willock, um, Longstaff. Longstaff. Do you feel like? Do you, do you feel like that's a Champions League ready midfield? There's there's a reason why they wanted Madison. There's a reason why they wanted Sobozla. They want to upgrade on that third um per, the attacking per piece. Position. Yeah. So the answer is no, but I mean, I feel like 
I mean, do people actually think they're going to get top four in the next season? Or? No, I don't. But I feel like they'll be in the mix for yeah, top six. I, I, I do feel like, but we'll see. They can, they can though. They can. They, 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 they can. It depends on this. Again, it, it, it all hinges on who these players, who these clubs bring in. Because I look at, I look at Newcastle's team. They have to bring in um, a wide player this this window. I'm sorry. I think they need they, to on that right hand side. They can't. They bought Gordon for f- like 40, 50 million. <laughs> That's what, oh, I, I, I hate that. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. He's probably a really nice guy, but I hate that kid, man. You know, <laughs> you know what that you know what that signing reminds me of. That Gordon signing reminds me of. Do you remember when Leicester? Um, Leicester. I think I, it was. I, Ioz Perez. Yep, that's the one. Stinking. That's the one. The thing is, yeah, I can't believe people didn't see that sign and think, what the fuck are you doing? For 30 million? I did, I did. I was like, the thing is, yeah, no, <laughs> no one spoke about it. I don't care that it's Leicester. 30 million for Ioz Perez. Crazy. He's he He is the definition of mid. You open up the dictionary, it's just him. When, 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 you, when you see the word mid, he it's is crazy. so bang average and they spent 30 million. And Gordon's the same. Couldn't believe it. I was thinking, why? It's crazy, man. I think with um, I'm looking at their team now. I know that they were linked with Liveramento. Obviously, yep. we, he's just come back from injury, but that looks like that can be a potentially a good signing because I feel like he's one of those players. I felt like he he would have stayed in the championship. He would have batted up the championship, and his price would probably be double what they're paying for him now. So I feel like that could be shrewd if they can get that one done. Yep. But I look I look at their team. They needed. They definitely need another centre back. On top of that, on top of that wide player as well. And I feel like they also need that that midfielder who adds yeah. the Genesis qua, right? I feel like they should get like a left back as well. I love Dan Burn, but come on, man. Where's Target? Huh? Where's Target? He's still there, isn't he? They don't play him. They don't, to be fair. They, they don't play him. But, but, um, but, 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 but I'm sorry. As a English representative, we, we can't be going to you get with Dan Burn left man. <laughs> come on man it's true it's very it's true like, it's true he'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually like it's actually oh lord he'll like, get he'll get cooked to to pieces you know, bro. the worst thing is he probably won't he won't he probably won't because they'll be bare defensive but come on man like just don't don't bring Dan Burn don't joke with that one don't joke just with that start, one start left back in the Champions League don't joke with that one but anyway let me just quickly come back to, to Spurs before we move on to uh, Man City and Chelsea um I wanted to talk about Vicario, you know, um, yep. uh, Guillermo. Uh, Vicario. I always botched this name. I don't know why. I think it's, it's stage fright, but I, whenever I'm off cameras, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So it's Gu, Gu, Guillermo. Man said, you said Gu way too many times yeah. there, bro. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo Vicario. That's his yeah. name. That's his name, right? Um, 26 years old. Um, bought him for 17.2 million from Empoli. Yep. Um, I don't really know much about this guy, but I'm doing my research and I can't lie. I feel like the data points towards this being a decent signing for yep. Tottenham, but I want to get your view. Yeah, so don't know much about him either. So I went to FB Ref, as you do. Um, checked it. He, looked, he checked out on there, which fair enough. Um, can't, can't, can't really can't say much past that but um i do feel like um even though it's not a, a, a position to um not be be really frugal with I, I feel like if if there if there's a position where you you try to find a gem 
it's it's a goalkeeper for me because I feel like if you start spending your seventies, your sixty millions on goalkeepers regularly, the whole market's gonna gonna go out of work. Yeah. So I feel like it's a smart pickup from Spurs because if it works out, it's great business. It, it, if it doesn't, it's not a big baggage for you to catch. to offload. I think the only the only sort of damage there is just we can't afford to have another we can't basically we can't afford to have another season like last season where Lloris was basically throwing the ball into her own net and players were shooting from like 30 yards out and somehow the goal the, the ball's going into the back of the net man it's just we can't have that man we I mean, can't we've, we've both been dealing with this for like for five years now. hey 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 calm 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 Lloris <laughs> Lloris was actually Calma, calma, calma. No, 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 no. <laughs> Larice was good for us. No, no, no. Larice, the thing is, the thing, the thing is, with, <sighs> the thing is with Larice is that since he's come, he's just had a tendency to be a big bozo. Yeah, he's got bozo genes for sure. But he does it at least like five, like five, four times a season. And you know what? That's fine because then after a while, people will start to ignore and just say, "Oh, that's just Larice." With the hair, it was just very abrupt. Yeah. It 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 ended abruptly and then it started abruptly again. But yeah, I mean, we've both been dealing with this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk on the champions quickly and then we'll move on to Chelsea because yeah. Man City, they've not really done, they've not really done a lot of business so far. So, um, I mean, the best business they've done was to fake Arsenal into paying 100 million for the rest. <laughs> this, this pump, this pump uh, fake thing, come on, man. No, 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 do you know what, yeah? Come on, man. I don't buy this no, at all. No, do you know what? I feel like, Man City did want him. Yeah. They just had a price limit. And yeah. that is it. It's yep. there was no collusion between Arteta and Pep and all I that. I agree. I agree. I, I know obviously, obviously Eni Luko said what she said. And a lot of people were saying, Oh, why is everyone getting onto Eni Luko? This, this, that, and the third. I'm like Because it's rubbish. <laughs> it doesn't bruv, I'm like, it's nothing to do. Of course, there you, you know that yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, dark yeah. parts of the web yeah, that are yeah. that are just looking for a reason to have a pop at her because of her skin color and she's a woman yeah. and stuff. But let's be real, man. Let's actually talk football here. Like, come on. No, like it's not. It's it's just that just break down the common sense of what she said. It was bullshit. Didn't make like, sense. The thing is, is that people say, "Oh, but she's been a sport director." And I'm, I'm so what? And I'm like, fair enough. That's not what is. Why the hell would Arteta call Pep to? Get him a player when that was his main competitor last season. I don't understand. Makes it. no sense. Like that's the point that I don't understand for me. It like, makes it, no sense. And and also why? Like I get it. Man City flushed with riches, yeah. but million. It's ninety million. Why would Man City just bid ninety million because on a player that they don't want just just to do Arteta a favor? Because if <laughs> if um West Ham say okay, we were gonna accept it, and now. Boy. Now, right, it, 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 it's, 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 it's a you're, you're like, oh, oh, hold on. It doesn't make any bro, sense, bro. Nah. It makes it made no sense, and and I believe that they wanted they wanted rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that happened here is is chess, really and truly, right? Man City wanted Declan Rice. They made a they made a bid better than Arsenal's first bid in terms of the 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 it length the the length of of of, a, of, a, of of time in which they could actually pay the money back but it got rejected mm-hmm. arsenal said okay you know what we really want this guy we're going to bid we're going to come in with a second bid they came in with a second bid that west ham accepted man city didn't want to pay that price arsenal got the player because they were willing to pay more than man city exactly. like i get it 
it just <laughs> why does it have to be why does it why can't it be just that why does it have to be do, more than that do, do, do you know what if 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 uh, Luco didn't say that that's what everyone will, will would have thought Arsenal saw Man City come in they said we need we need to get this player and they made a bid that West Ham couldn't refuse and they knew Man City would have match and that's it they got their man but just on in, just in terms of Man City signings um, they've got they got Kovacic um which I thought that is a decent replacement for Gundogan. I, I mean, I have my gripes with Kovacic. In the final third, he doesn't even come close to Gundogan. But yeah, he doesn't. In the midfield, I think he's. I think he he can he can tussle, man. I can't lie. Yeah, I think I really like Kovacic. Him and Babasuma, I, I've seldom seen players that are able to keep the ball under pressure as well as them who just cannot pass. Kovacic is passing. Oh, uh, it's very so erratic. I very erratic. I believe it. He's <laughs> te- like, technically, yeah, he is so good under pressure and carrying the ball. And defensively, he's really good as well. So when I see him pass the ball off the pitch, time and time, I'm it's thinking, crazy. my guy, I, I don't understand it. It's crazy. And the thing is that, it's, man, obviously, he, he's come off, for me, he's come off the back of Arguably his worst season for Chelsea last yeah. year. He was absolutely diabolical for Chelsea last season. But let's not forget, this guy has been one of the best midfielders in the league over the past couple of years. I think he has been. I think he has been. And um, I think he's an, he's an excellent dribbler. Excellent dribbler. Excellent at keeping the ball. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and, um, and, and really, and he, he works hard and he's really, I feel like he's quite good off the ball as well. So I feel like Man City... That's, this is what Man City do, right? Yeah. They they take a player from one of the Prem clubs and just just keep it ticking. Yeah. And I think even Soriano came out and said the other day, like, they operate differently. Like, um, they're very intentional about their business or something like that and, and how, like, they don't really... They have a set price that they want to go in for a player. They have set... They have their set standards for a player. If the price deviates from set... 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 I don't know, like... I don't know, like set, set range. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get the player. And I think Kovacic fell into that range. You've seen it with uh, Alexis Sanchez, Maguire, Fred. Yeah. Where Where did they all go after that? To that fucking <laughs> the other side club. of Manchester. Fucking circus. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Kovacic is a good pickup for them, just yep. to to add as a rotational piece into that midfield. I still feel like Man City based off what they want to do and what they've lost in Gundogan, who's obviously gone to Barcelona, I feel like they need more. Do you know what? Do you know what they're going to do? They're just going to replace him. They're, they're going to replace the offensive thing with like a Foden or a Bernardo Silva or something stupid. Like but that. he might leave Bernardo yeah, Silva. Yeah, but that guy has been threatening to leave since he joined, man. <laughs> Come on. Bro, the, the offensive side of them probably just going to replace with Foden yeah. and then there's yeah. going to be a fuck. Brother, we just need... We need, we need him gone, need, basically. need to get the accountants and lawyers across the world to <laughs> fight this battle because they need to go down for what they've done. They need to go down for what they've done. <laughs> to be fair, I don't even know why I said need. They don't need they anyone, man. Their need. squad, their squad is their squad is is nuts. They need to be fair. They need they need a they need to be pegged down. To be fair, what? they they need to be brought down. They they need to be relegated. I, that, 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 that's what I want to see. <laughs> I don't think oh, it's gonna happen, but. Let's um let's let's go over to um Chelsea. I mean, it's been very much a summer of outgoings as opposed to incomings after that crazy spending that that they saw last season. Do you know season. what the maddest thing is? I, I was looking at their Wikipedia page today. You know, 
in terms of net spend, it's only been fifty-four million to th- this summer. Really? Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's not including Mount. It's not including Mount. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it'll be a hundred and twenty. You know what? Yeah. So it'll it'll be like a hundred ten. Because who have they bought? So they bought Nicholas. So I call him. I thought his name was Jackson Martinez. First I got it confused all, with the, the with the. That's the, <laughs> the biggest. Accidental racism. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Jackson and I just said, yeah, it must be Martin. Chuck it. Yeah, Chuck a Martinez yeah. on it. <laughs> First of all, is that guy that guy must be like 30, 37 or something, bro. Like that's a crazy to, to be fair, that's something Chelsea would, would do. But yeah, um this N- Nico Jackson guy, we were talking about it before the pod. Um Chelsea literally bought a player off the back of him doing a madness in the Everybody eats sectional. Just just to let the listeners oh. know, nine goals he scored in the, in Villarreal's final eight league games. But here's where it gets real spooky. So you're thinking, right? They got a shooter here. Here's where it gets real spooky. So he only scored thirteen goals last season, and he scored nine in his last eight games. And he I played thirty eight games. It said here, yeah, the 22-year-old scored 13 goals in 38 appearances for the La Liga side oh, so last year. So they're probably in- including the... Um, like cups. Yeah, the, the cups and stuff. So, yeah, so that's that's looking like four goals in 30, bro. And I, I, and I think he only got 12. He got 12 in, in the Liga out of like 26 as well. So... I don't know anything about him, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment, but those the goal scoring numbers, they yeah. don't look great. And and the thing is I was looking to see if, if there was if there was anything further back from his previous season. He not not played much at all. Mm. Um so um for fair for thirty million, it's kind of a it's a weird one. It's a risk, but it's not a it's it it should be a risk. But it, but it's actually not a risk. Mm. It's just that if they do get him, and he actually turns out to, to be quite good, um, then they've got they've got a still. If it, if it doesn't, they've got him on an eight year contract. Jeez, they've got him on an eight year contract. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Yeah. I don't I don't know what what the fuck is going on at that club. I mean, and Cuckoo confirmed as well this summer yeah. as well. Fifty two million pound deal, obviously. I feel like he's such a weird one, man. Uh, this is it again. He's another one of those players. I, I can't lie. This 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 season just gone past us, right? Is yeah. is the first season in ages where I barely watched any Bundesliga. Like yeah, I just yeah. said, you know what? I, I just can't be asked to watch this league. And so, and Cuckoo's been badding up this league. And I've seen obviously you see a couple games in the Champions League where he's he's good for Leipzig, but I don't, you know, like I don't really know him. I don't yeah. know him enough to make like a properly informed opinion of him. So I don't think he knows himself. I I, I can't even lie. He's just he's the, he's one of those players. He's just like a positionless. Player, but the but the difference with him is that he has end products like you cannot doubt it. But then you have to tax that by like fifty percent because he's doing it in the Bundesliga. So we'll see what what he's doing if he comes to Chelsea. There's one thing I've always I've always noticed about him though. The few times I watched him, I've, I I feel like he's got like his technical qualities, all round technical quality is good. Like yeah. I think he's got like a solid solid um, technical base. But it will be interesting to see how. How Pochettino uses him. Yeah, do you know what the thing is? Chelsea should have a good team, but they do have a good team. They should, but anytime I see that lineup, I'm like, there's something off about this team, and I don't know what it is. It's not even the striker. Just it, it just looks like. That's just not right. I mean, I think that's why they brought Pochettino in, right? He, he yeah. obviously officially began 
uh, yesterday, right? So they're looking for a coach, someone yeah. to actually get the best, extract the best out of some of the 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 young talented players that they've that they've invested heavily in. You're looking at your your Mudrik, you're looking yeah. at your Enzos, you're looking at your Fafanas, both Fafanas. That's another one. They bought this Datro Fafana guy in January, and I'm thinking now they brought Nico. I just don't get Chelsea Bro, sometimes. They, I don't they, get Chelsea. They have Datro, Nico, Bruja. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Um, they still I'm, got a Bamiang on the books as well. I think, but I think he yeah, might be going to Saudi. Yeah, but those are like three strikers. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, like oh yeah, Chelsea just that the whole club just really stinks right now. Mm. They just need to sort out. But they get, the thing is, you would imagine with the money that they have available to spend. Obviously, once we'll get onto the players that they sold and um and. The talent, because they've actually got a lot of talent they've in the in, so in, in their squad. That, that's why it annoys you when I look at the team. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's just not, not yeah. enough. Like that. The worst thing is, I I I see them. I see Chelsea fans put out starting 11s without Sterling in the team, and I don't I I don't bat an eyelid, which is so weird because Sterling is a really good player. Yeah. He had a bad season, but he he, he 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 should be a definite star in the team. He, he should be. And I don't give a shit that they're not putting him there because it's just like, ugh. Like, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, I, I speaking, of, speaking of ugh, bro, um, <laughs> it seems as if like they they themselves have acknowledged that their squad is is extremely bloated. Like, it, like their squad is morbidly obese. Let's just call it that. Right. It's morbidly obese. Like, it's a big, fat squad, right? And um, they... Dave, so I've, I, I was I tallied it up. So obviously we're still waiting on the Mount deal to be confirmed. Um, but once the Mount deal is confirmed, that will have been just over two hundred million that they would have banked in player sales. So yep. have at sixty five million. Um, Ruben Loftus Cheek fifteen million to AC Milan. Kovacic we've already spoken about thirty five million to Man City. Edward Mendy sixteen million to um, Al. Ali, or I can't um, even remember. One uh, of these Saudi the, clubs. Kulabali um, <laughs> again, 17 million to one of these Saudi clubs as well. And then, and there's, there's still talk of more players that could be offloaded. Yeah. You've got Pulisic linked with AC Milan. Gallagher always linked with a move away. Um, Chalabar linked with a move away. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of players that, that, um, that they're looking to, they're looking to move. Obviously Lukaku is another one. I think Inter are in talks to try and buy him permanently as they're well shit, <laughs> but um yeah like at the very least it, it seems as if they're making a concerted effort for potch and for the sake of their team to actually trim trim the fat and even kante on a free transfer as well yeah. you just look at some of the obviously they added a lot of wages yeah. last season but when you look at some of the wages they've the lost as well like they're chopping they're, they're chopping down and if i'm gonna give chelsea some credit um which is which is rare. Um, the one thing they've actually been good at, I would say, probably for at least a good eight to ten years now, is making money off their of yeah. their players, man. Well, that is their finally. Whole, that's their whole. That's their that's their model, yeah. Because if you look at the amount they spend, and the fact of the matter is, they aren't your typical tight tight club, so they're not going to get into commercial deals. So they just decide, you know what? How about we build the best academy? Um, get a lot of these products and then even if they're not good enough for us we can sell them on make a lot of money mm -hmm. even even the players they buy they buy them with a view of we need to extract the most out, 
out of them at a point where we no longer need them. Yeah. And it is a business model that's been working very fine. I mean, they've had a few where I'm like, I'm sorry, how the fuck did they do that with Mur uh, with Murata? Because I still don't understand. It's crazy. He had a two horrible seasons. Yeah, he had a horrible eighteen months, and they got they basically got all their money back. It's absolutely insane. And but I mean, it's working. But I mean, they had to trim the fact because they were given Modric PTSD from changing in the hall from like f- from back in the the war. So it's like. They had to trim the fat because the amount of players that they had, 33 players in training every single day, you, that, you, you can't train effectively with that. So mm-hmm. they've had to cut the fat. Um, I think you named like seven or eight players there. They've, they've brought in what, I believe, two. Um, they're looking to probably bring in one more. Then they're l- looking to sell on a few. So, I mean... Yeah, it's. I mean, we'll see how it works next season, but um, I feel like Poch has has a tough job on his hands. But I feel like Chelsea do need to give him time. Um, I I feel I I essentially feel like this season should be a free free a free hit. Um, let's see where it goes, and then you start putting it expectations on him I can't like I feel like there needs to be expectations this season though I love Poch but there, there needs to be they've got no Europe they're trimming the squad you have to be making a push for top four you have to sorry you have to I just I'm oh at the very least there, there has to be a caveat for why you if you don't make top four but the team's playing better football the, the young players are, 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 are improving in but form that's the thing like with me it's just like let's see where he's at this season. That, 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 that's it for me because mm. you're buying a lot of these young players. So to be putting expectations is understandable from a financial viewpoint and just from a viewpoint of, of, of a big club. But if you actually look at the, con- at the context, we've, we've, we've been speaking about their squad and we're saying that it's very air, airy-fairy. Like they have talent, but what is that talent leading to? And then they're selling a lot of these players. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to expect expect of Poch, but given the job he's done at Espanyol and Southampton and Spurs, I feel like this is a good job for him. And I, I feel like the players may re- re- react well to his methods. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um... That's enough chat on the, on the Big Six. Um, for those who are listening who don't support any of the Big Six clubs, promise we will speak about the the rest of the the remaining fourteen clubs or really? remaining thirteen clubs next next week and a couple of weeks to come. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tobes. We both know that that's not going to happen. Out of everyone, we we are we are the ones on this platform that like the uh, the other fourteen clubs the most. Yeah. So if we're not on. They're not getting shit. <laughs> they're not getting shit. They're not getting shit. They're not, they're not getting shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's um, let's actually um, get some listeners' questions as well. So I'm just going through the list. Okay, here's an interesting one. Um, from Hero. So his his um Twitter handle is undefined J underscore. So he says, "Who's a young player you expect to have a breakout season?" Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so maybe depending on injuries and things like that, maybe 
mainly from United might get more of a shout this season than he did last season. Is he going to play? Because you you know what? Can I a word on your academy? Your academy has been getting stripes, fake stripes, because everyone talks about how good your academy is. But it's these really play... Good. Okay, so I just see... I see Zidane Iqbal sold for, like, chump change. No, but I mean... I see Ethan Laird, who you lot were banging on about. I yeah. saw... You lot tried to keep that one quiet. He got released the other day. No, he got he got sold. He got released. He got sold. No, who did he get sold to? Birmingham. How much? Seven hundred fifty k. I don't believe that. No, seven hundred fifty k. Show me the stats. <laughs> <laughs> show me the article because that, that, that <laughs> show me the article with the price yeah. because Brandon Williams is another one as well. Like I feel like the the only the only player who's actually like come from your academy and has actually been levels is. Shh, shh. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But do you know what? I feel like. When I say good academy, I feel like, for example, we, we spoke about, about Chelsea at, and their uh, academy. I feel like if you just look through a lot of squads in like, not even just the Premier League, just through the divisions, you will just see a lot of United academy players there. Mm. And co coach I've said before, they like getting your your United players in because they... The the not not only the, the football and education, just in terms of personality, they are players that have have a good footballing personality. So so I feel like in that sense we have a good academy. The problem is is that our integration has just been terrible for years. Mm -hmm. So we are not preparing a lot of these these players early enough. So it, it may take them until they turn. 23, 24 to get to get get to where they should be yeah. when, when they were like 20, 21. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of our, I mean, maybe oh, it's it's hard to say. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually don't, don't know. know. May, do you know what? The, um, Lavia, depending on who he goes to. I don't yeah, know. Maybe um, what's the guy from Sheffield United in the. I think in day. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking I about. I think he might. If he plays a lot, I think he might have a good season there. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's go to another question. Um, no, I'm not. This Arsenal one doesn't make. It's, it's weird. It doesn't make sense. Um, so it says. Is it is it this season that the Premier League gets five spots or next season? I think it's next season. Isn't next it? season, but no, yeah. but you, but you. Qualify for, but so you'll be able to get five 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 spots this season. Yeah. So so this question from John Brown, so Twitter handle of no, you can't say hi. <laughs> the Premier League is going to get five UCL spots this season. Should they eventually get six or seven? Can Aston Villa get one of those? Second question in his tweet: Can Aston Villa get one of those five UCL spots next season? Um. Uh, I feel like the I'm going to answer the second question first. I don't think they can, but yeah. I feel like Emery's cooking something interesting over there, man. Yeah. I think they got um, they've they've actually got some very good players. I must I must admit, um, their transfer business this summer has been interesting. They're gonna get Paul Torres. I don't rate that signing, but yeah. I feel like for them, ball playing maybe that that will elevate them it's for sure. So weird because they have they're gonna have Torres, Mings, concert and Carlos. Carlos, and I'm like. That's really good for Villapin's level, but I, but I hate them all except for Conta. Um <laughs> Carlos is just a 
hatchet man. Yeah, absolutely he's so bad. He's so aggressive. Oh, he's absolutely so, aggressive. He's like mixed. he makes he makes look Romero look calm. This so, <laughs> and, the, and, and, the, and the thing is, yeah, he's not even a hatchet man in terms of he's trying to hurt people. He's just insane. He's in his 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 method of defending is insanity. It's, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they Villa are weird because they. They make signings in areas that they just have a lot of players. So for like midfield with the Tielemans and, and Oxlade. It's just, yeah. Because, but I guess the way it's been explained to me, and I get it, is obviously last season he was playing like a 4 2 2 2. So yeah, he yeah. had maybe like a McGinn on out wide. Yeah, so yeah. The, the thinking is if you have Oxlade there, that's that's better, yeah, right? That's fine. But then I also feel like if you're playing a 4 2 2 2, sorry, I like Tielemans. You know, I, I like to, but he can't play in the two. He can't play in the two. Um, it's just like, it has to be in the free. You have Louise. You have Kamara. Kamara. McGinn. Then Donker. Ramsey. Then Donker. Then Donker doesn't even play. Exactly. It's just it doesn't even play. Like, and I'm thinking, are you gonna get like a striker to with? with no, I hope they. I, I hope they add one more to that. I hope they get Lascelles. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they get Lascelles. It's just I, I. I just don't like. But the thing is, they done it under Gerard as well. Like he came and he bought. Sanson, then he bought Kamara. And I'm thinking, like, it's just so mad. They love stockpiling midfielders. It's um, weird, it's really but weird. if there's one thing I'll give Emery for credit for, I feel like he this this is where he thrives in. Like yeah. these type of clubs where you you where they need to punch above their weight and try and crack into the top four, top five Premier's big six, right? So this is where he thrives. So it's actually gonna be interesting because I actually feel like this is his perfect environment yeah. where he's trying to get a club that have been, they've been shit, let's be real, since they come to the Prem. Um, they, they, were, they were good in the lockdown se- this season. They started were, off good. They were, they, they were, I mean... They started off good. They, they it's tailed were, off. It did, but then Grealish got injured. And it's then, true, it's true, then, it's true. And then Barkley fell down a bit. It's true, Jesus but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, um, definitely interesting one. Like he, he makes like clubs like Aston Villa, Brighton, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they make they make the competition better yeah. um, next season. Um, let's do one more before we call it quits. Uh, um, I'm trying to see all these questions. One sec, Twitter is struggling Gross. again. God, um, so okay, let's do this one. Because I feel like Arsenal again. In fact, no. Thoughts on... So from Wizard Shy, that's his handle. He says, thoughts on team's obsession of shaping shaping their system um, with this inverted shit. That's what he said. Inverted shit and dual tens slash eights in their midfield. I mean, look. <laughs> we all know that formations are fluid and that, but just just stop the bullshit your team is not going <laughs> to line up in that 325 that that you play on FIFA bro like just allow it <laughs> pep done it okay which is fine but even man city it's very fluid they go to a back four a lot yep I, I don't understand why people are suddenly obsessing about the fact that stones are going into midfield when we li- literally saw delf do it first like he was literally the first one to do it under Pep successfully. So I'm really not sure why people are obsessing about it and, and now change it to a free team. It's just weird. Um, but me personally, I don't like the dual 10. Um, 
I, I feel like with Man City, it worked well because you had Silva and K, KDB and then you had Fernandinho. The problem is, is that I just don't think a lot of teams are going to have players as good as that. Yep. And I think with that one as well, what people fail to recognise is Fernandinho was unbelievable defensively, in my opinion. And I think... He was amazing on the ball as well. Yeah, a quality on the ball. And I think Kevin De Bruyne works his socks off. No, but the thing is, Pep made them work. He, he if to get, to get into that team, you had to work hard. Yeah. So even, for example, he dropped Aguero for Jesus because he said, my guy, you, you are not r- running enough. So yeah. I'm going to play someone who, who runs until Aguero, Aguero started to run. Yeah. So it's like the whole team worked, which is fine. And you see with Arsenal, they work, they are great off the ball as well. But the reason why I don't like it is just that it's just, there, there's no midfield anymore. Like, there, there, like there's no... The, there's no meat and bones to 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 <laughs> my football anymore. Yeah, Pause. I feel like this, I, I feel like this is this is coming from a from a place close to home because you've got a no. midfield that's 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 shaping up like this. Do you know what? Even <laughs> before that, it's just like I just want midfields. All I want is just I want to see like a proper midfield battle between like a Vieira and Keane. Maybe I sound a bit too n- n- nostalgic right now, but I just want to see midfields be midfields again mm-hmm. because now it's just a chasm being filled by fullbacks inverting and it makes me sick because I want fullbacks to be fullbacks a- a- again as well. G- <laughs> give me your Stephen and your Paolo Ferreira, your Stephen Carr. Those are my guys. Those <laughs> are my fucking guys. Give me bread with butter fullbacks. That's what I want. The man said he wants fish and chips. Fish and That's chips fullbacks. That's what I want for my fullbacks. I, I loved it. Steve Finnan, oh, one of the He great, was class. One of the he greatest, was class. He was class. Honest to God, yeah, from, from like 2002 to like 2013, I did not like a single Liverpool player except for Steve Finnan. <laughs> it was the only one that crept through. It was the only one. Steve Finnan, man. Oh, what a man. Uh. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough, and I think with with that we'll we'll bring the pod to a close. Um, Elijah, thanks for 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 coming here today. Of course. Um, obviously, Seb didn't turn up, but he sends his apologies. Don't worry, I'm sure. Does he? He, <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you you lot got the gist on United and the and the rest of the other big six clubs. Again, make sure you get involved in the conversation. Use um, the hashtag Touchline Fracker um, as we as we bring out. Um, as we bring up more thoughts, opinions, and the actual podcast itself as well. Make sure you're following across all socials on Twitter and Instagram. It's one word, Touchline Fracker, that we're out. Um, and then until until then, take care, peace out, and um, and bless up. Peace. Podcast Network.